Welcome back today, everybody. This is another week of Transform to Freedom. I have an amazing guest, and I just realized this is episode three, not episode two, as it is in the uh, byline. So I'll change that. But um, before I get to my guest, I just want to um, send you guys over. Remember, my website is sarahigdon.com. You can go to links page, and you can find me across all social media platforms, all my appearances that I've done, different articles I've written, all my radio links, and then there's a donor box at the bottom. Uh, all the way down even to it's updated as of today with my radio interview that I did with Kim Klasik yesterday. Um, so yeah, go check that out. That's sarahigdon.com. And my guest today is my very good friend who has been um, so instrumental in me kind of creating content from the very beginning. Ariel Casella, welcome in. Ooh. I think this is the first time I've ever done it. I'm so proud of you. What's going on? I actually didn't hear what you said. But listen, so, I'm, um, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little offended that I wasn't the first person on your show. Instead, uh, I'm the second person. I'm just I a know, little. I've been on, I, uh, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just I've kidding. Been on, I, I think I had to weigh it out, you know, like I was, well, I was on your show last week. And so it was, it was like, okay, well, I, I just started realizing you've been doing a weekly show. Right. And we've never actually mm-hmm. even done an interview on, on here, but my first video that we did. So my first video that got over 10,000 views was me and you who we did, we did the reaction video when we were at outspoken pride about the reaction to the mm-hmm. MMA fighter. And that was the That's first right. video that really blew I remember, up. So. I was in the room and I was like, Sarah, you were like, should I make a video? I'm like, you need to make the video now. <laughs> and you post them. I was like, this you need to put it out video. now. And, and we put it up that yeah. night, right? I think. And it did, it did well. No. Well, I thought, it, so it was really fitting because um, we made the video. I think we made it on a Saturday. The fight happened on Friday. We made the video on Saturday and then mm-hmm. we were getting ready to leave on Sunday and we were sitting there and I was doing the the screenshot, like the uh, the thumbnail and started editing. And it was me, you and Blair were all sitting together at the hotel and you guys end up heading out. And I posted it that night. And that's when it was like, mm-hmm. holy crap. And it was so good yep. that we were actually on vacation because mm-hmm. I wasn't looking at my phone constantly. <laughs> but it was, but so need, it's been, uh, you need, you need to be on your phone constantly. It just comes with the territory. Especially yeah. somebody like well, you kinda, who is. Yeah, okay. Well, you kind of got to be off your phone. You got to kind of be off of your phone for your own mental health. A lot of times is what for I'm your own mental health, Yes, you need a break, but you have to pick up your phone yeah. every few hours and check Twitter and check what's going on. Oh my God, Trump was arrested. Yeah. What the hell's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're doing, yeah, when you're setting up live streams like this, you, I, I realize I'm doing it. And actually, I've been doing because I've been working with Colin Wright for the last. Um, Mm-hmm. maybe a couple months now it's been a couple months now and i've been doing like the weekly reading list for him and kind of doing like the weekly recaps and so yeah. that kind of forces me into knowing everything that's going on because i have to know exactly what it is i'm reading tons of articles anyways so mm-hmm. it, it actually helps um oh, yeah, but talking about doing content that kind of brings me into what i the first thing i i, I was going to bring up because i I had a crazy weekend. <laughs> like I talked to you. When did I talk to you? I talked to you on Thursday. I think so. Wednesday I think so. Yeah, Thursday. a few days ago. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, I had you on my live stream a few days ago. So we're gonna we're gonna catch everybody up with what's what's happening. 
in the news. Yeah. But before we get into that, I think it's important to let people know that we're actually going to respond to the comments. Like I have a little separate tab open just to talk to people. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I know you. Yeah. Too. So yeah. Yep. I, I have it on, uh, I have both tabs cause I got the stream yard and the rumble chat rolling right now. So that's, um, that's good. Yeah. Yes. So, Mel, I do tend to influence people to make content. That's kind of my thing. Yep. <laughs> which actually i remember the i think i think i've told this story before it was like mm -hmm. um because it was you and blair that kind of influenced me the most to make content mm -hmm. and yeah. i had heard blair white say do what scares you that's what caitlin jenner's um advice her, to her, yes. her was right. and mm -hmm. so i didn't like to be on camera i hated hearing my voice and so mm -hmm. i so being on camera scared me. And then you actually asked me mm -hmm. to, to do a clip for one of your videos. And at that point mm -hmm. I had already been thinking about it and I go, should I start a YouTube channel? And I go, and you just go. The answer is always yes. <laughs> and that's what you say. You always tell everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Because everybody has a unique voice no. and you have a unique perspective and it needs to be heard. There's yeah. always going to be a, a good amount of people that, that agree with what you're saying. And even if they don't, they need to hear it because they might agree with it yeah, later on or it might change their way of thinking yeah. on another and, topic. And it's interesting looking back to see how much even just like my content has changed. Um, actually, you influenced me to get a new camera and that's been mm -hmm. better. Just for the background, you changed your background. You kept sending me pictures. What about this background? What about this light? About this? <laughs> Everything looks good. It looks great. It looks good. Yeah, I, I did. I flipped my whole studio around. It was good. I remember. Um, which you're going to get to see here uh, in about two weeks now. So. Two weeks. Yeah, I'm coming to visit you. Mm -hmm. Yay. I'm so We're excited. We're going to go on a Sarah and Ariel yeah. adventure. It's been a while. When was the last adventure? Has, we, when I'm, was the last adventure we did? Was it North Carolina? David's house. No, David's house. I, oh, I came down to house. visit oh, you. Oh, that's we right. We okay, pickleball. That's right. We went okay, to pickleball. And then we went over to uh, St. Pete and hung out with David and them. And Jonna. That's right. It's saw daddy's mm -hmm. house. Yeah, he's house. I, I miss her so much. She, you, the two of you make me crack up, but her specifically, everything about her is perfection. Oh, and we, we, we had, we had fun. And it's interesting because I don't hang out with a ton of trans people, but I'm actually making more trans friends and mm. everybody's kind of, a lot of people on our side of the aisle are all just very similar. We're all like to have yeah. fun and joke around. It's like the exact opposite. Yeah, because we're not crazy people. <laughs> And we just want to enjoy life and yeah. enjoy our friends. We don't give a shit if you're actually trans or not. Like we just love you, and we know, we know that you're a sane person, and you have a lot to offer the world. And you don't yeah. make us feel bad about ourselves. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. You don't and so, yeah, Michael is asking where you can find my interview with Kim. So actually, like I said, it's on. My, if you go on my website, it's the very last tab, like the last uh, link on my website. It's actually at the very bottom, um, and you can find it there. Or I posted it, it's, I, I tweeted it out somewhere. Um, not actually on my page. Maybe I'll tweet that out. I'll just retweet her stuff, but I'll, show, I'll, I'll, I'll do something. But yeah, if you go on my website, you can find it. I got it. But yeah, so talk about the crazies though. So uh, this weekend I had an, a, an event with, oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I did an event with Chloe Cole in Pennsylvania. And I got people, there. People don't like, know who Chloe is. For people who don't know who Chloe is, who's Chloe? Okay, yeah, Chloe's 
the detransitioner, she's 18 years old. She started taking mm-hmm. hormones at 13 years old and then uh, had a double mastectomy at 15 and detransitioned at 16. And so she's been mm-hmm. kind of going, she's kind of been everywhere in the news because she's suing her yep. doctors now. And right. um, and we, me and her have been doing a lot of events together. And we, after we were done, people were like, t- like we made, everybody. they were like, you guys have, you like our chemistry is very good, especially on stage together. Mm-hmm. So we always like to be on stage and talk and oh and, yeah, Leo Libra, Leo Libra chemistry is good. Yeah, well, She's and so I get. Oh, is she? Oh, okay, I get to. I got to Pennsylvania at like four thirty. I think I got to my hotel room, and then the the organizer of the event actually texted me and said we got to cancel. I'm like, wait, we have to, I actually texted him back. I said, you're joking me. I thought he was, I thought he was making a joke. And he See, said, this, no. Sarah, this is a good thing. This is how you know you made it. In yeah. your case, when they cancel, they try to cancel your event or they do cancel your event. And in my case, when they try to prevent you from entering the entire country of Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. Like how ridiculous. Gun ranges with gays. Yes. Gun ranges with gays and trannies. That is, that's, yes. that's perfect. You know? That's, that's down, the way to spend it. the weekend. <laughs> Leia comes um, to visit, but, me, you, her, and Jana, we're all going to we're all shoot some guns. Oh, my God. That, that would be so much fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was interesting because it was that Antifa actually called, like, a local radio show host accidentally leaked the location on air the day prior mm-hmm. to the event. And as soon as they did that, the local, like they, Antifa started calling the hotel like immediately. And then the local police, I guess, said that because it was in a small town, they said, we, we can't protect you if something happens. And so like, they didn't have enough force. And so the hotel canceled the event and we were struggling to find a venue and a church. I mean, it was so fitting. A church stepped up and ended up putting us Religious people were bigots. I thought religious people. I know, were right? No, I mean it was great. And honestly, I was, I was. It was so interesting. I, I said, you know, it was extremely fitting that that's where it was. It was like, mm-hmm. honestly, I actually said maybe God was protecting us because to get us out of a situation that maybe something would have happened that would have been really oh, bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it got us out of there. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I remember Blair was talking about it in one of her one of, one of her events. I think it was I don't remember if it was the one in New York or California, or whatever. But they they were like protesting and getting a little crazy. So I'm glad that you guys didn't have to get to that point. Yeah, and yeah, it was absolutely insane. And so mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, but we did a, a a I mean, it was it was fantastic. And it's so funny because you read stuff online, and so many people you start to realize, yeah, Twitter's not real life when it comes to people. I mean, I have MAGA conservatives coming up and giving me a hug after speaking yep. and everything like that. And they're just, it's mm-hmm. so open and raw and the questions are amazing and people love coming out. And yeah, me and Chloe, like we, we like I said, we make a really good team. Like you, like you said, our, our energies match. So it's perfect. <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and it's something but, that people would never expect, right? It's a detransitioner who doesn't hate trans people. And a trans person yeah. who doesn't hate the transitioners. Because two exactly. things, I mean, it's a beautiful union and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful example of how two things can be true at once. People can make mistakes with transitioning and people can also make the right choice with transitioning. And both of those exactly. stories are important to tell and you're both telling them perfectly. 
Exactly. And, and this is, Michael says, you know, it's bad when Christians and LGBT find themselves partnering with each other. That's how bad trans mm-hmm. ideologues have gotten and turning sure. historical enemies into present day allies. It really yeah. is true. And actually what you said earlier. So when you, I, and I actually put this, I said, I actually said it in my speech. I said, when you're over the target or when you're over the target and taking fire or when you're, when you're taking fire, it generally means that you're over the target and you're making, you know, making an impact. If, if we weren't having an impact, if we, if they actually had anything to counter what we were actually saying, they wouldn't mm-hmm. be trying to cancel us like that. They exactly. know that we, we are a threat a, because they're always yeah. trying to cancel everybody else. They're always trying to drag people down. They're never, they've never been good at actually being creative and creating their own, their own organizations or their own movements. You know, they're always just about well, canceling. That's why they hate free speech. That's what, that's why they why hate they free, free speech free, because why they, why they I free love free speech. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I love free speech. <laughs> I was like, I love free speech because when you, you can easily shut down any argument and they show themselves for who they are, they need to shut down our arguments because they have nothing to combat it with. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. And the same thing goes for what they're trying to do with all the his- historical figures. They're trying to rewrite history. Yep. They're trying to cancel, yep. knock down statues. Where, it, uh, to me, that's the worst thing that you could possibly do is for, is forget history. You have to learn from history. And yep. these types of people are doing everything but. Yeah, absolutely. But that was the other thing that happened this weekend too, which was that's what we I mentioned Kim Klasik, but it was crazy because the reason I was on Kim Klasik's show is this tweet went viral, like it oh, yeah, went I remember this too. viral, <laughs> and so she just asked, "Why aren't kids in the hood transitioning to the opposite sex?" And I just responded, you know, I said, "Well, because the typical demographic is upper middle class white progressive kids, white kids of progressive parents for two reasons." Mm-hmm. They had mm-hmm. the time and money to worry about such things and have been con- conditioned through critical theory that they are an oppressor and there's no way that they can es- escape that oppressed status. So they see this as a way to join an oppressed class for which they are celebrated instead of condemned. It's a relationship between CRT and queer theory. And this is actually a mm-hmm. screenshot that got 2.6 million views. So <laughs> it got over like 5 million be- views total. Good. And, and what a lot of was, people aren't realizing it, it was also what she said kids aren't kids in the hood aren't transitioning and they're and they're not creating these, these 75 genders of the week people forget that black and hispanic families generally speaking are more conservative leaning they tend to be more religious you know it's it's just a yeah. culture thing people forget yeah, about but, that. and that's what you go into the south i mentioned it there oh yeah if you're in the south it's yeah 99 a lot down here in the south yeah, and ninety nine percent of people in general at the South are Republican conservatives, you know, but specifically yeah. Black families, and 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 that we we already know that this is the truth because just speaking about the LGBT community in general, right? What is the number one target for LGBT in, in the LGBT community? Who is the number one target for LGBT homeless homelessness? I don't know if you know it's, this, but it's 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 Black and Hispanic youth. Yeah, it's Black and Hispanic youth. So black black families okay. generally are not as accepting of LGBT people as as white people are. They they do lean more conservative yeah. in a lot of ways. They, they, well, they do tend to be more religious, like you said, and very Christian. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, most mm -hmm. are, most are very Christian, and then um, there is some sects that are more uh, Muslim as well. That's but it is interesting. And, but I also think, I mean, some of it has to do with the religion aspect. But I do think, like, I think what Matt Walsh showed and was a woman when he actually went to Africa, that like, mm -hmm. if you, oh, I remember, you, the guy was like, what, you don't what have the time. Yeah, yeah, you don't have the time nor the money or resources to worry about such things. It's like P Diddy said, mm -hmm. more money, more problems, right? It's true. It's true. They're free. You, they, make, they, I mean, you make up your own problems. Which is the ultimate privilege, isn't it? But yeah. um, people on far left and the woke activists do not want to know that. They want to believe that. Well, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, one of my old friends, this is going back from when I was like 18, 19, literally, when I first came out of the closet. My friend Nikki... Uh, recently came under fire for posting about Trump on her, her New York lesbian uh, page. It's like a New York lesbian party. It's like the only lesbian party left in New York City is the one that this woman produces. And she posted mm -hmm. something about Trump. She got a shit ton of hate. She contacted me. She's like, help. I'm like, I got you. And I looked, I looked to see who the hating the people that were hating on her were. Of course, it was 25, 20, you know, 20 to 30 year old, uh, very wealthy or middle-class white women every single time mm -hmm. <laughs> because the truth is black people don't hate trump most black people love trump everyone most most hispanic people love trump especially the people in florida and it's always the white people that are upper uh, that are upper upper middle uh, i can't talk upper middle class or even upper class that are finding faults with everything possible because their life is, is an actual life of privilege and they have nothing better than, they have nothing to worry about themselves that they're worrying about potentially hurting other people's feelings, yeah. you know? That's well, what, that's but I, that's even, I, I, and I don't even liken this to as much to race either because I don't think a lot of, you know, white kids that live in the hood, like poor white kids are, are transitioning. I would actually probably say um, even young minorities in, affluent areas are probably transitioning more than, you know, mm -hmm. anybody that's yeah. in the hood. Oh, it's so it's not as much a, yeah, it's more of a class thing, I think, than a race thing, period, you know? Mm -hmm. but like you said, that, that there still is that dynamic of um, people being more Christian and a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the white progressives are not people of faith anymore. Right. And so that's why, again, yeah, it was super fitting that we were in a church. <laughs> the Lord provides... <laughs> The Lord, I was gonna say, the Lord giveth. The Lord giveth. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord can take it away, though, too. <laughs> the Lord can take it away, too. Jesus loves you, though. I don't, so uh, says Matt Walsh. We can talk about Matt Walsh for a minute if you want. There's some shit that he yeah, says. He always spoke with the extreme that. conservative elders and the Messiah. So that's apparently, yeah. Um, the people that he spoke with in Africa were just the like extreme conservatives over there. But I, I, I still, I mean, I think it would, it's probably still the same type of thing. It's not, you're not going to have, you're not going to see it anywhere really in mm -hmm. Africa, except for in like the affluent areas of like South Africa and stuff. You're not going to see it nearly as much as it is. It's not trendy. It's not like the same type of thing. No, but yeah, I, I mean, Matt Walsh is an interesting topic, right? Because he, I disagree with him on so many different things, but so do I. I still follow I him because I think he's very intelligent. Yeah, but I, I think, think he says a lot. You have to give him credit for that, though. Yeah, I think you have to give him yeah. credit for that. Um, 
the mo- the documentary was very well done because he, he wasn't interjecting a lot of his opinions. He was asking people and you, again, it's the free speech thing. You just ask people and let them put it out in their own words and let them make a fool of themselves or at least show them, show you who they really are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, that documentary was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we got another topic. Um, like Trump? I don't know where were you. No, where were you uh, when this happened? Twenty years ago today. Twenty um, years ago, I was. I don't want to give away my age, but. Um. <laughs> well, you're 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 a year older than me, so. <laughs> uh, I remember I was, watching this live on TV, though. I was in high school. I'll just say I was in high school. <laughs> I remember where yeah. I, I remember where I was in, uh, on nine eleven, which was crazy. I remember where so I was. So I remember when this happened. Yeah, I remember all of this very well. The initial invasion of Iraq began 20 years ago today, and this was the shock and awe campaign that we all watched live. And beneath all of this, emergency teams raced across the city. There was, let me tell you something. There was a lot of messed up shit that was happening in the United States overall. There. Yeah. There, there was the, the neighborhood that I live in now. The neighborhood that I live in now. Uh, yeah. Back then was primarily Arabic, uh, Muslim Arabic, whatever you want to call it. The different, different, different people. Um, yeah. And. I'll never forget it. I, I literally, and people, people call me racist, whatever, but I saw this with my own eyes. So don't tell me, don't tell me what I saw, but they were literally partying in the streets in this neighborhood when this happened. So there was a, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of people that came into this country that, that were very anti-American or maybe just, they were just pro their own country. I don't know, but it was, it was fucked up. Now it's very different. I don't think, I don't think those same people would cheer now because now they know that they're living a better life in America. But back then, mm-hmm. they were just still very much, you know, this is my home. This is my, this is my country. I'm going to stand up for my country. Fuck America, even though I'm living here. But yeah, they, well, they you, were very you happy. Mean, you they mean they when 9-11 happened? In the when 9-11 happened, I mean, yes. Yeah. yeah. They were partying in the streets. Yep, they were. Yeah, I remember there was a lot of flag burning and stuff happening at this time town. But it's yep. really interesting because I've gone, you know, I've gone such full circle when it comes to the Iraq war and, um, you know, how I view war, I've become very, very much anti-war. I'm more of an isolationist Mm -hmm. now um, because Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I was, I said this, I was a neocon um, after 9-11, you know, I was very much somebody who thought we should have invaded Iraq. We thought that that, you know, they had weapons of mass destruction and all this stuff. And, Right. It took me until about 2015, serving in the army for you know five years. And they were teaching mm-hmm. me to see big picture foreign policy, and I looked at the map and not, not uh, how to actually invade a country. And I looked at the map, and I realized that Afghanistan is over here, and Iraq is over here, and Iran's in the middle. The reason mm-hmm. why we went into Afghanistan or into Iraq was to have a strategic position on Iran. And then you see ISIS, you know, be, you know, come to power and you start to realize like, and when you start to do research history, 
you realize it's just history repeating itself. We've destabilized the region for so long that mm-hmm. that's the reason why we continuously radicalize these people to con- commit crime like this stuff against us. And that's how bin Laden himself was radicalized by our invasion or our involvement in um, Saudi Arabia. And so it, you just start to realize like, you know, we shouldn't be intervening, you know, in other people's problems. That's why I'm very much like, no, we should not be, you know, sending Ukraine we shouldn't be sending them anything it's not our problem it's really not i i mean i'm a minarchist so i believe that we need to have a standing military to defend our borders and bring Mm -hmm. all the troops within our own borders and we don't need to have people spread everywhere around the world and that's basically it and since that time i i think most of the country is kind of in that mindset i mean when you see somebody like dan crenshaw kind of be like with when alex stein was going after dan crenshaw calling him neocon the neocon position and the warhawk liberals like those positions are now the minority in congress it seems and until we start funding until we start funding ukraine you know it's (laughs) it flips back and forth where are you at with that though i mean i don't what do you think about with the war? foreign policy, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard. I've heard both. I've heard both sides. I. I. I tend to want to agree with your side, but I've mm-hmm. heard that the reason people are going to are are getting the reason our people are getting involved is because it will give us an upper hand in the world overall, and I think that's. I think that's a fair assessment. Like I think that makes sense, um, and it really just. It's one of those things where you have to just see how it plays out, I think. Right mm-hmm. now, I don't think – I'm not sure if, if the money – first of all, we don't even know where the hell the money's going, right? We don't know where the money's going in Ukraine. It, like, it's $200 billion, and I feel like nothing's gotten done. <laughs> um, yeah. I also I, – I can understand, of course, I can understand why we sent – you know, we, we basically wanted to intervene because – Otherwise, Russia is going to become a, a stronger power. And then, of course, China is going to go after you know, Taiwan and whatever it was and Hong Kong and stuff. But I, I don't think. I mean, ideally, I think everybody should just stick to themselves because yeah. for the most part, if they wanted to leave their country, most countries allow that. Right. There's a lot of yeah. people can travel people. Right. But I think from what I understand, from what I understand, people telling me about politics and such. I'm not well-versed in that topic, but I do understand that a lot of those people, somebody said, Ukraine isn't my problem. They're not an ally. I, here, here's the thing. I have, I have a crap. friend that's Ukrainian. Yeah. I do have a friend that's Ukrainian. And uh, my friend Stephanie from 90 Day Fiance. And she told me that there is, in fact, a lot of corruption um, yep. in Russia and in the Ukraine, which is very true. Well, there so is. There's, there's a corruption in both, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, just remember Burisma was the big thing during the election. And Burisma Mm -hmm. is the reason why Trump was impeached the first time was because he was looking into uh, Hunter Biden's involvement in Burisma, which is a natural gas company in Ukraine, which is ironic Mm -hmm. that Ukraine runs out of heat in the wintertime every year. My roommate, actually, I don't want to talk about that, but um, (laughs) they run out of heat every I, yeah, I don't want I don't want to talk about my roommate on stream, but she tells me a lot of information from that region as well. Um, mm-hmm. But 
there's a lot of um, it, you, you realize they start to they run out of heat every year in the wintertime and they biggest producers of natural gas in the world. And so you kind of see some of that corruption and everything. Yeah, it just when feels I like was, it's poorly run. Yeah, when I was at that anti-war rally. So when I was at that anti-war rally in D.C. and Ron Paul and Tulsi Gabbard and everybody was there, um, one of the biggest themes was that Russia started an illegal war because all wars are illegal. I think that's what Jill Stein actually said. Mm-hmm. All wars are illegal, but this this war wasn't unprovoked. I think that's what people don't realize is um, the Bush administ- Bush senior in ni- in the early nineties actually said that you know they made a um, an accord that they would not push east of Germany. NATO would never expand east of Germany, and now they basically right. have rockets uh, in Poland which can reach Russia. So uh-huh. like that's kind that's what we're, that's kind of again how we've how NATO itself has kind of provo- provoked, provoked a response Putin, right? for Putin. Yeah, no, I, so I, it's I, like, I, I have no, there's no good guys in this situation. <laughs> I agree with that. I think everyone's making Putin out to be the bad guy, but people don't realize that, that this, I, I do think that it's Biden's fault that he did what he's going to do now, but either way he would have done it eventually because it's, it's been, it's been, he just didn't do it during Trump because he was afraid of Trump. I think. <laughs> But I have I had these two friends uh, who were from Houston and they actually think Putin. I mean, they don't know him as a person, obviously, but they think the reason he's doing this makes a lot of sense. When I when I I took like a month to figure out what my stance on this whole thing was. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's kind of when I, I saw. Like the reasoning, you kind of you learn that uh, Ukraine There was a coup in 2013. It was a, you know, U.S. and NATO-backed coup. Prior to 2013, they had a pro-Russian president, and then they they basically ousted him with a coup. And Mm -hmm. they've been fighting in the Donbass. Like, there's been a civil war in the Donbass region for, since then. And so, basically, like, Zelensky and then the, uh, whoever the president was before him, have basically been mortaring and killing their own people for the last, you know, eight eight years or whatever that is. No, maybe no, it was ten years. And so, honestly, I like if they're pro-Russian in that region, you guys have been at civil war. Maybe you just give that region to put to Russia and call it a day. Like if you can negotiate that out, like you don't, you've been killing them, you've been shooting at them. Why do you want them to stay in your country? <laughs> Let them go, I guess you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Let me see. Uh, yeah. Over on rumble three MM says it was before Zelensky is a U.S. stooge. And I think that's true. And when you look at Soros, George Soros has been funding Ukraine for since the fall of the Soviet union. So Mm -hmm. you start to see where the money flows and you're like, okay, I can see how this is kind of working right now and why we're so supportive i actually think we might be so supportive especially in the u.s because if we if we don't give them money then they will leak secrets about burisma the stuff that trump was actually wondering about so that's kind of how they had the biden administration kind of caught up in all this yeah a little blackmailing but yeah speaking of blackmailing (laughs) on to our next story okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is a great it actually is a really good segue, segue. Donald Trump says he expects to be arrested for 
um, and and actually calls for protest. And do you know do you know what the why he said he is why he might be arrested? I have no idea. Okay, so actually, let me see. I've been busy all week in my condo. Yeah. Oh. But I, I, I will say, like all of my friends that are secretly Trump supporters, but not like outwardly vocal about it, like you and I are, have been texting mm-hmm. me, and they're like, "Trump getting arrested?" And I'm like, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> I don't know. So let me up. see if this is better. Okay, so. You can see Trump claims that uh, he claimed on Saturday that his arrest is imminent and issued an extraordinary call for supporters of protest as the New York grand jury investigates hush money payments to women who allege who alleged sexual encounters with the former president. So this is the Stormy Daniels situation. If you remember in 2016, Stormy Daniels was coming out and he apparently Michael Cohen, his, um, his lawyer paid them hush money to keep quiet about this alleged affairs that he was having with mm-hmm. these, with these, I, I want to say that they were, they were porn stars. And so yes. that was basically blackmail. Um, mm-hmm. And so now that now there's a grand jury that's possibly going to indict him. And he claimed on, um, where is it? There's a picture of it. I thought um, he, 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 put a message out on true social um, that he was going to be arrested. He expects to be arrested because of this. I thought I had a picture mm-hmm. of it. I'm sure there's a picture somewhere. Yeah. But what's really interesting about this is again, he's calling for protest and a lot of the internet is like, this is a setup. It's another January 6th. It's another January 6th. I'm like, calm well, down. That's, no, that's what it is. It sounds like it's, I mean, this is a, it's like, why would you, why would you urge them to go protest? Because again, there's, it's going to be a crowd. Last time you did that. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's going to be a crowd. There's going to be a ton of feds in the crowd who are going to be right. urging people to commit crimes. And then they're going right. to get a bunch of people. Arrested. It, it is. It's they're trying to set up a January 6th um, oh, yeah. situation. And 100%. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Luke Rudkowski posted this video. And this is New York City this morning. They are ordering riots. Well, they're expect yeah they're expecting protests, and so they so if they're doing this, that's kind of a foregone conclusion that Trump probably is going to get arrested. And the problem is now if they it depends on how they do it. If they perp walk him, that is that if the police perp walk him, they should be charged with incitement of a riot. Honestly, right? Like if if you're going to arrest a former president, is he still what's that? trending? He's still trending. Trump Tower. Let's yeah, see. Tr- Trump Tower. And then President Trump is Not trending Trump, in politics. And, Trump is a Floridian. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, it's he's trending, trending with indict, indict Town Trump. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, he is. He's still trending. It, mm-hmm. But that's the thing is, if they, if they, yeah, if they perp walk him, that is going to be no, it's, it's, it's going to be a media frenzy and that's going to be, it's, it's a, sh- it's a sham because it's, it's just for show. They're going to, 
they're literally just doing it so that they can get the look at what we did, you know, media clicks. Whereas if they have him and they take him out the back and they they take him to the station or they have him come into the station, you know, then it would be a different story and then he'd probably get out. But I think this this is just kind of setting up and the fact that they're kind of playing it like this it's it's really not a good sign. Yeah, I think again it's they're trying to incite something they're trying to incite another january 6th so that you know they can to me i feel like trump needs a better he needs a better pr manager he needs somebody like you and you or i you or me me or you he needs somebody like me or you um (laughs) you or me i think yeah what's the right (laughs) way to say english he needs somebody like me to to be like listen like they're setting you they're setting you up like we see there's i i don't understand unless unless he just doesn't listen to his pr manager and he just does whatever the hell he wants. I, I also am wondering if he, if yeah. he's setting him. He, if he's, I, this is when you really put on a tinfoil hat. And go, is, is he is he actually is he actually is he uh, like kind of behind this? Yeah, he's I, very he's well smart enough. I'm wondering. Yeah, it's forty maybe chest. There you go. It's forty chest. Maybe he wants to incite <laughs> this so he can be like, "Look, these people are setting me up again. Why would you trust them?" I don't know. Who knows? Well, what the the whole the whole um actually yeah this is ex- exactly what i was gonna say if if trump is arrested he'll get more support mm-hmm. this person said they'll vote for rob paul but people want to remove the establishment and i i think that's exactly what it is this right. would actually right. give him support it it would in- ignite his base which is starting to move over to DeSantis right now i think um and that, so this so would actually, actually very, boost him quite a bit that's very true this this might i i think he's smart i think he's done dumb things in the past but i think I, I think he's starting to smarten up, which is why I, yeah. I take back what I said. Maybe he, I think he is a very smart guy and he's a New Yorker. So he's slick too. But, <laughs> well, I think, but the whole thing, though, yeah. Saying. But the whole thing, like you, I, I said, I, the whole, the one area I think he's misstepping is the whole protest. Cause he's, I, the whole, you know, Go make your voices heard. You know, be have a peaceful protest. You know that's not what the media is going to run. You know the media is going to spin no. it and to be like, Trump incited a riot. He needs to be impeached again. Or he shouldn't be allowed to run for president again. And it's, yeah, I, I think that that's one area. Now, I had, a, I had an interesting thought about this when I saw this, though, too. Because we've never had, I don't think we've ever had a former president go to prison or jail but like how does that work how does that work with the secret service i don't know i mean do they get like their own wing of a prison and they all he just gets to hang out with his secret service people all day probably i mean i mean we already know that people there's a there's a plethora of people that get special treatment already that don't deserve it so why not the president you know you know an ex-president of the united states well, if anything, well, well that's the thing. Him. Well, that's he. So all ex-presidents have secret service for life. And so even if he's in jail, he's still got to be protected, though, right? I would think. Um, and actually, Melly Babe on Rumble actually said it was right. And this is actually the right word. It would make him a, a martyr of sorts if he was perp walked. Yeah, like he would friend, become yeah. the martyr in the face of it. Yeah. But that's my friend, Mel. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, and actually, well, 3MM said, a, Orange Man is actually setting up the glowies. Yep, absolutely. That's what we're saying. Is it's like, glowies? you got to be careful. Because... Okay, so the term glowy is, um, 
it's something that refers to people that are like the feds, like the CIA. I think I don't exactly know exactly where it came from, but if you Google it, it's like when the CIA, when they were doing like experiments on like nuclear reactors and stuff like that, it was the CIA's like secret experiments that they were doing. And mm -hmm. so people used to say that they glowed because of all the nuclear waste that was on them. And so that's when you, if you ever hear somebody use the term glowy or you hear them say oh, you glow like a fed, that's exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a term that um, let me see. That makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah. Let me see. Um, the Wiktionary. Let's see. Okay. If you tap on Streamyard. Okay, so the term well, "glowy" was started word. was stated in 2017 in a. Um, not not gonna say that word, but the CIA glow <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> um, uh, the CIA glows in the dark, implying that they are conspicuous. The term glow would be more popular on 4chan boards. Um, yeah, that that doesn't make sense though. Let me see. Um, I understand what they're trying to say though. It's just a way of, of recognizing yeah. a certain person. I guess, yeah, I guess it's a no, slang you, term that came from, no, yeah, it came from uh, 4chan. Mm -hmm. Interesting. What's on your fridge, Ariel? <laughs> on my fridge? Nothing. Nothing's on. No, nothing's on my fridge. Not yet. Nothing yet. Okay, so. I did, yeah. I did paint the wall black. There's a term for, there. for my software. From a software developed CIA's glow, yeah. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's kind of, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I actually, I think we got to know who Ray Epps was in January 6th um, and to figure out, you know, like the Fed was there kind of pushing a lot of this stuff because mm -hmm. Ray Epps was never charged and yet he's on video the day prior saying we're going to go into the Capitol and all this stuff and I don't know. I guess I'm I'm becoming more conspiracy pilled. Like by the day, it's it's not even funny. <laughs> Wait till we hang out, and I make you watch uh, the video series that I made one of my friends watch recently. That's gonna happen when I see you in a few weeks. Okay. What what video series is it? Can't say it out loud. Is it a it's a, it's a surprise? Okay. Um, it's not a surprise. It's because I'm fearful for my life. If I talk about it out loud. <laughs> I, I would like you. to live to um, five. Yeah. yeah, you know, I have I, I have a hard time keeping keeping secrets sometimes. <laughs> I am one of these people. I guess I'm, I'm too open. We're gonna watch it. What's that? Uh, we're gonna okay. watch it when we hang out. I'm sure you've seen you probably know most of the stuff already, especially since you were in the military. You know some crazy shit's been going on, but um a lot of deep state stuff yeah well that's yeah and then going back to like you know the iraq war and stuff like that there were so many war crimes that happened during that time and nobody's been arrested mm -hmm. for it and um nobody's even been fired from since the uh the debacle that was the afghan withdrawal it was it, nobody in that's like in with the gets arrested for stuff but mm. 
Let me see. And this doesn't have to, now we'll do a hard segue into the next thing. And this is kind of our cultural update for the week. Not really political news, but we're going to talk. Let's look at. Have you seen this? The uh, uh, Let me see. No, I haven't seen this one. Put it on the screen. There we go. Another. Is, yeah. Right, so this, is- this trans woman uh, went wins the his eighth women's title in Italy. I and I think that's it breaks breaks the record. So I guess that's a that's a record. So yeah. let's see. Gee, I wonder how that happened. Did you see the video yeah, that I think I, I posted know. I posted on Twitter. I might have posted it on my personal Facebook page today. I'll send it to you after we end the stream. But it was a video a oh. video compilation of all the times men have beaten women in sports. And a lot of the times it's teenage boys beating professional women. Like the teenage boys soccer team has, has beaten professional women's soccer teams. Like it's crazy. Yeah. I think I talked to when I was actually on our show last week with, uh, with Carrie, we were talking about, you know, how Mm -hmm. I've mentioned this a few times on different stuff is like a U 15 boys soccer team beat the world's women's team, like the women's world cup team. Uh, and, and you might have been the one because that. the advantage yeah. the advantage yeah. gets the like puberty happens so quickly in males like the advantage gets mm-hmm. there so quickly that it's just and you can never erase it that's the problem you know but that's yeah so this is from not the bee actually wrote this so but let's quinta sesta quarta corsia sanulli Petrillo. You understand what they're saying, Ariel? Sanulli Petrillo. Oh my God, look at the size. Petrillo sul finale. The crazy thing is that this person didn't even win by that much, but you could still see how much bigger and stronger that person is. No, exactly. It's, I mean, and that's when they take the pictures and all that. I think there might, there is a picture. Actually, it was, it was, yeah. We got to much taller. It's like, there was That's also another video uh, of the re of a relay this week where the person that one I saw was like, the Hodge twins yeah, <laughs> and their comments where, 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 the, where it was like, oh hey, I, oh yeah, the Hodge twins. Yeah. That's where I saw it. Yeah, like like he. Did you get looking back like bitch? You know like, <laughs> um, I better I better slow it down, otherwise I'm gonna miss this. Slow down a little bit. This guy. Ethan and Kevin, I can't. Their comments are hilarious. That was a good one too. But it's it's the truth. The whole video, like not the whole video, but the whole very beginning, the beginning part of the video that the trans woman keeps looking behind. Like, is I I thought she was supposed to be here by now. Like, clearly, the trans woman's used to racing with with men. Yeah, like. And then you you go go down a level, or you you know you're going where. I don't want to say down a level, but you technically you are right. People aren't going to perform as well because we don't have the same hormones in our bodies, our bone density, and you know, all that, that stuff is different. Yeah. No wonder yeah, I mean, why people I know are you've, crashing records. You've kind of, yeah, you've kind of been one of the biggest ones to kind of expose a lot of this, the trans, like, especially in trans women and women's sports, it's like, it's just so ridiculous. Like, how, how do you think that that's fair? And this is the thing is world, um, or at, like, I see 
the sports organizations are kind of going in one of two directions. Either now they're going in like full self ID, like U.S. rowing went full self ID, or they're mm-hmm. completely banning. It's yeah. there's like not even very much of a middle ground anymore on it, which I don't think there should be. I think it should be a ban, you know. <laughs> but um, actually, yeah, I this this is the one. I mean, well, here's the thing. So, so do, I, 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 if I can, I'd like to comment on this comment. So it's this yeah. person said trans people deserve their own league. Interestingly enough, there was it trans people did have their own league, and it was it was uh, done by the NHL. Right. This was maybe what, maybe five, six months ago. The NHL created. It was. It was a few months ago. Yeah. Few months ago, the the NHL, which is my favorite, my favorite league, National Hockey League. They created their own league for trans and non-binary people, and the same, just exactly what you would expect to happen had had happened. A, a trans woman, I think, checked lightly a trans guy and knocked the guy out. Like knocked the trans guy out. Yeah. Because guess what? Huge concussion into the boards. Yeah. And the trans guy is still a biological female, and they and they went through male puberty and female puberty. They're gonna ha- you're gonna have significant advantages or disadvantages disadvantages in that way. And we don't care yeah. if it's it's not even the fact that you know that's oh there's a trans league now that's gonna be perfect. No, that you're still gonna you're still gonna come you're still gonna come to the the same the same type of problems, which is that biological males, generally speaking, have way more advantages than females if they have gone through. Male yeah. Puberty. I don't, yeah, I don't mind um, the trans league like that as much, especially like with the uh, with the trans men if they're if they've been on testosterone for a little while, they might be getting that advantage to a little bit closer air, like it might get a little bit closer if they've been on hormones for a little bit. Um, and actually, I think especially like in that tournament, you're right. I mean, it was interesting, but that person also knew that they were stepping up into a league that biological males were playing it's kind of like a woman going and playing on the men's league yeah choosing to go into the men's league so i i still agree with um that type of uh setup if you're going to choose to go play no i agree with it i agree with it too i'm just i'm just making the point that the same shit is going to happen yeah biological males you're absolutely right right that's yeah no i think trans leagues are great because it's giving people that 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 uh that wouldn't be able to play at other leagues the chance to play and it's also giving yeah. people the choice: Do I want to compete as a trans guy with a, as a female with a biological male trans woman? Like, whereas in other leagues, that's not happening. The biological females are not given the choice; they just have to yeah. to deal with it. And I I mentioned something yeah. like that in my video on uh, my video that I posted yesterday. It's a very it's interesting because these trans these trans women that are always complaining about these types of things. Like, wh- why aren't I allowed to play in this league? And why, how come I'm a woman? How come I can't do this, this, and this? And it's like, most of society and most of these businesses, and you, and you spoke about it too recently, most of the businesses in society in general are on currently on the sides of trans people, right? They don't want to be called bigots. They don't want to get canceled, whatever. And interestingly enough, it's that person that that calls themselves a woman, even if they are legitimately transgender, even if they are presenting as a woman, whatever, they're still experiencing male privilege in a very unique way. And I think that's something to be mentioned. Absolutely. Well, and that's what's really interesting is because, yeah, you want to erase male, you want to erase privilege, you know, male privilege and toxic masculinity. But that's that's what's making trans people look bad is the males mm-hmm. who don't. Who, who are acting like men, you know, talk like the worst kind of like men. the it's 
-hmm. Yeah. The worst of it's, it's awful. Is, is yeah. And that was actually, remember last week on your show, we, we showed a video and then I found out that that person had been like redeemed. Like, yes, there was somebody video. we talked about. There was somebody that we spoke about last week and uh, I don't remember what they were saying, but it was, they were, was they were yelling at the Popeyes. Yeah. That's and it was right. Just okay. Awful. It was a fast food. Yes. They were yelling at the fast food people. I, I have, t I have big tits. How could you call me a sir? You're calling me a sir, blah, 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 blah. Turns out, interesting. That was it was an old video, which which is good because they all had COVID masks on and stuff. But um, yeah. you made a great point, which is something that I probably need to be more aware of, which is checking up on people that I am criticizing because a lot of people's views have changed yeah. since then. And it yeah, turns so out that the person that I criticized on the stream follows me, <laughs> so that's how you know that, <laughs> that trans woman is actually has actually woken up, and it's it's a it's a great thing. Yeah. And that's what I, I actually saw. Right. Yeah, we, we came off of that, and I was like, we "How old is this video?" Yeah, yeah I, was like, the, I mean, the COVID video. Well, but like you said, there are still places that are wearing the masks in there different are some areas of New York and stuff like that. And so mm -hmm. you don't know, but um, yeah, I was like, I got off of there, and I saw somebody else commented on the main post, and I was like, "Wait a second, I've actually." This person I follow and they follow me. I'm like, wait a second. They are they, their complete character arc has has been has been to come to our side, which is really which is it's awesome to see people waking up like that mm -hmm. and kind of acknowledging yeah. that they were not in a good place at that point. And and yeah. it kind of it really does give you hope. And then I was like, I I, I did I, I felt bad because we were talking. You know? I know. No, I think I've her. But the problem is, I her. yeah, because the problem is is. That's what I don't like about some of those accounts. And actually, that that account that you, we were watching end up getting suspended from Twitter. Um, uh, Laura but, Hobbs, name. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was like I was like, when you, but she has to live that video so much, and that's what I don't like about the internet sometimes. Is, yeah, well, but even like, remember there was a video that was going around like a month ago of Lady Gaga back in like 2010. Like she was getting somebody, she was having somebody puke on her when she was playing the drums or something. It was really just yes, a I weird understand. video, but it was 10 right. years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, come on. It's still a little weird. But that's why you wanted somebody to puke on you. But yes. That, it was. But that was also when she was doing all sorts of crazy stuff, you know, like trying yeah, to get her name out. Like that was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's. Uh, she's changed a lot since then too, and actually become like just a really seemingly like really good person, and that's not doing all that crazy stuff to try to get attention. Yeah, um, yeah she got the attention, and then now once the eyes were on her, we're like, oh, she's very talented. So now she doesn't necessarily need to garner that attention anymore. Yeah, she already has it. Yeah, because she's crazy talented. She is really talented. Like she's a good actress. She's and a good there she you go. <laughs> But going back though too, it's like there was the uh, like you talked about with the other runner. Uh, that runner apparently it was like a high school student and was basically had zero grace. Was like did in the interview say told just told people to get over it. Yeah, you gotta get over yeah. it. Like that, I, that's which is a said. very it's male like, thing to do. It's a very male thing to do. Yeah. It, it men really men don't I mean, have generally, of course, everything that I'm saying is general. Men generally do not have as much empathy compared to women. Women have more empathy. You want to be seen as a woman? You want to want me to believe that you're a yeah. woman and treat you like such? Then act like one. 
be very aware of the space you take up. Men, they sit yeah. with their legs open. Women, they usually sit with their legs closed. It, it's just, it's a societal cultural thing. It's true. Why? Yeah. It's true. Well, they also have, they also have, they also have a penis, are, so they have to sit with their legs you're open. Women, <laughs> yeah, you, you're, you, you are more aware of the space you take up. It's a thing. No, you're right. I actually, I noticed that the guy that was sitting next to me on the airplane was kind of encroaching on my space a little bit. And I sit on the end, so it's not really, I always sit in the, on the aisle seat, so it wasn't really a big mm -hmm. issue. But I was just like, hmm, how am I supposed to plug my phone in when your leg's in the way? And your leg is touching my <laughs> I, I don't like this. Twitter what, oh my God. Yeah, I was I talking to her while all that was going on. I was supposed to be What's the one that? on that plane. <laughs> Vice originally what? asked me to be in that video, and I couldn't be in it because well, I was on a road trip with my friend. So I, yeah, I but said, you went to be on that plane because she was flying back to Texas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I I remember I told you that story. I was supposed to be on there too. I actually asked you if you were going to be there because I was like, hey, I was I just got contacted by the producer. Mm -hmm. I was contacted by the producer, and then. Um, I couldn't like immediately jump onto an interview with them. Was it feminist? That? The fem I was feminists versus anti-feminists, something like that. Yeah. Right. And, like, trans um, person, and the and so, trans person was a lefty. Yeah, because I was and, talking uh, to Sydney when all that was going on because I saw that she was she had filmed that and I was like, because I saw her Instagram story and I was like, talk to her. I'm like, I'm so upset. And then she told me Eli was on it and I was like, now I'm really yeah. upset because not only did I not get to meet Sydney in person. I also couldn't just shut Eli down. Oh, you would have destroyed her. Thing. I don't want to say her, but yeah. whatever is that? You destroyed her. I don't, you destroyed yeah. her. I just, it, it, it was upsetting. You know, what's interesting, I think I was talking about this with Carrie last week too. You know, I, I've kind of had my own like dilemmas about some of this stuff. Um, one of the dilemmas is even playing recreational sports, and since I'm mm -hmm. playing pickleball, every my coordinator keeps wanting me to play in tournaments, like because they're having tournaments. They're like, "You playing?" I'm like, "No, I'm not playing." But I'm like, "What? What? What do I? What do I, what do, I do?" It's not for any money or anything, but like that. But I'm like, it still would be unfair for me to play in the female category. I'm like, I don't. So I just haven't played. Yeah, I mean, to be to be honest, I don't think people would find an issue with you because you're very small. What are you, three inches tall? But I'm really I good. Yeah, maybe. Well, I'm really good. You. I don't think people but have I've that gotten, much I've gotten really, I've gotten really good. I, I was a natural at the game, Ariel. You saw it. <laughs> <laughs> you were good at the beginning. You were very good. But, and that was, yeah. That was almost um, a year ago. It was almost a year ago, yeah. Maybe when Over you come up, we'll go play. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll bring my paddle. We're going to go play. Yeah, sure. we'll go up. We'll go to the gym and play. They they have uh yeah they'll have open open play when we go up there, and it's mm -hmm. actually Tuesday nights they have uh advanced which is generally four O's and above. I've not played up there when they do that, but they would I'm, probably I'm welcome a, us. I'm a good solid three eight four O at the moment. Yeah, we're getting there. I'm so a three. Yeah. I'm I'm about a three five. So you're probably a three five. Yeah, yeah, that's good though. That's excellent. That's what most people yeah. are. Most three five. Yeah. You get the most games. Yeah, that's. That's what we get. Um, mm -hmm. And well, and then, um, but then doing panels like that, like doing like feminist panels, 
I had to really kind of think through my thoughts on doing feminist panels because I did um, a panel at Freedom Fest last year that was why free speech is a feminist issue. And that mm -hmm. was the whole funny thing was actually nobody on this panel was a feminist except for Ivan's O'Brien, who was like the moderator. It was me, uh, Salome, Olivia Rondeau, and Terry Kibbe. And all of us, everybody was like, we're not really feminists. And Olivia was like, I don't know why I'm on this panel. I'm not really a feminist. And that's when I was like, I don't know why I'm on this panel. I'm not really a woman. Is so. not. I, filmed, I filmed with her. Yeah, I filmed with her when I was in LA. I fucking love her, by the way. The, the opening to our video was like, she's like, what did she say? She's like, yeah, I'm half black and half gay. <laughs> she's actually here this week in atlanta so we're gonna Make hang sure out on thursday yeah. yeah we're going out thursday yeah. um but yeah and so i but i i really when i thought through it i was like you know why wouldn't i be on a feminist panel if i want to make women realize that i'm not a threat and most trans people are not a threat and i really want to get my message to the point why wouldn't i mm -hmm. go on a panel where i'm speaking to women you know, it's not really yeah. me. It, it's like people would be like, well, why would you, you would be on there? You would be taking up a woman's spot. I'm like, well, like the vice panel, it wasn't a women's panel. It was just it was a vice panel and they could have chose whoever they wanted. It right. wasn't a, a, a woman's panel talking about feminism. It, I understand that you would have mostly women on there talking about feminism. But to have like a trans person like me on there and defending, you know, the fact that woman means adult human female that yeah, could have been really great. powerful I think, I think that's the only way people there's just, having somebody like you or blair or buck is unfortunately the only way a lot of these people are even going to listen it's unfortunate it's the same it's the same in the black in the black in, in but with black people right uh, like you Please could tell people over whatever, whatever isn't racist or whatever we said isn't racist but unless you hear from a black person they're going to still call you racist yeah exactly but please don't put me in your trunk I don't want to be in there. <laughs> my friend Mel, my friend Mel said she wants to go play pickleball with us. Mel, once you get better, I'll think about it. I heard you were playing like shit lately. She was text, she was texting me earlier this morning. She's like, oh she's yeah, like, oh, I play my back. Yeah, I'm like, we're getting old. We're getting old. But is yeah, that, Mel, is that down Mel. there? In, is that down there in Florida or up north? No, Mel's in, up in uh, Illinois. Oh okay. She's up. Oh, yeah, but um, I'm sure she's played other places, too. She's a truck driver. She drives everywhere. Oh, actually, I know people. Yeah, you take your paddles anywhere, and you can usually find a place yeah. to play. My friend we, Chris is in Mexico. Uh, He's like, should I take my paddle? I'm like, they will have pickleball courts there. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah, they have them everywhere. I've thought about I. Typically, when I've been traveling, a lot of my locations have kind of been in the middle of nowhere. And then I was traveling. I went to right. Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, so it's freezing up there right now. So I'm like, I'm not gonna be playing, but oh, um, I'm not going soon. see, we have indoor pickleball courts at the gym. So yeah, yeah, we have indoor courts here. I got another two Wait, minutes for you, girl. For the I gotta go. I gotta go soon. Oh, you do? Okay. I gotta eat. Yeah, and that's actually all. I, all I had um, was that last uh, that last story, but. Thank you so much for joining me. This was so much fun. I always love hanging out with you. I will see you in a couple weeks, but let everybody know where they can find you if they don't know. Uh, you can find me uh, on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Ariel. And Mel, yes, I did. She goes, no, you didn't. I said, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and like I, yeah. And so, um, like I said, everybody, Thank you all for joining. This was actually a really good, uh, good 
good stream tonight with a lot of a lot of people commenting. Let everybody know we're doing this weekly. Um, I appreciate everybody showing up and, and coming and hanging out in the chat. Follow me across all social media platforms, and I will see you next time.